0: a blessed sunday afternoon everyone thank you for joining us in our online worship service surely in god's timing we will be back here again in shekinah hall worshiping and fellowshipping together but in the meantime we thank the lord still that he can still speak to us as we can still gather together and study god's word through online you know, a few weeks back, I attended a class in, my, in the school that I'm attending, the Bible school that I'm attending, and we are touching on the topic on how internet and social media is affecting our lives. Research had been made, and they found that it has greatly influenced the way we think and live. Um, it has redefined our social interaction our cultural framework, and even challenges and reform our personal belief. According to BroadbandSearch.net, it says that an average person, an average person spends 2 hours and 24 minutes in social media. Angha haba niya 2 hours and 24 minutes. Such amount of time exposed to vast online posting, images, and videos will surely shape our thinking and even our spiritual life and if we are not careful in discerning we might be so naive that we will just embrace anything that sounds nice and appealing to our taste and when we do that it will have a drastic impact in our journey If you've been following our Bible reading, we are now in the book of 2 Timothy. And in this particular letter, Paul was writing to Timothy, advising him on how he and the church should respond to the bombardment of different influences that they were facing. They were like a ship that's been bombarded with waves and strong winds. So Paul was writing to them, telling them how to continue on. How to overcome that waves and, and strong winds. Paul was writing to the church and to Timothy on how to stay the course. And I've entitled this sharing, Stay the Course. And we'll be reading from 2 Timothy 3, verse 10 to 17. And I invite all of us to read along with me. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 to 17. Let's read you however have followed my teaching my conduct my aim in life my faith my patience my love my steadfastness my persecutions my sufferings that happened to me at antioch at econium and at lystra which persecution i endured yet from them all the lord rescued me indeed all who desire to live a godly life in christ jesus will be persecuted verse 13 we read while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived but as for you continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in christ jesus All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that a man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you, O God, for this time we are gathered here in our different homes. We know, Lord, it is you that would speak to us. So we open our hearts to you today. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way. We need you to illuminate your word so that we can live a life, Lord, that steadfast, that will continue on, that will press on, that will stay on the course, stay on track, Lord, in a life, Lord, that would please you. So we surrender our hearts to you today. May your word, Lord, be spoken. May we hear your voice speaking to us in our ears, in our hearts, Lord. So we surrender our lives to you today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, First Timothy, Second Timothy, and the book of Titus are referred by scholars as pastoral epistles. And it says it is written by Paul to these young ministers. And these two ministers, Titus and Timothy. And his purpose was to encourage them and even advise them on how to run the church, on how to deal with church matters, how to deal with um, uh, struggles, how to deal with leadership, and so on. See, Titus was ministering in, in a place called Crete, while Timothy was ministering in the church in Ephesus. And very interesting in this particular church, Ephesus, Ephesus in ancient time was a very prominent city. It's a bustling and a rich city because it has a busy seaport. This where that all the sheep will come and dock and they start to do trading. At the same time, all the, the roads will lead to them. So it's bustling, it's rich. There's a lot of trading and movements of people around. And it was a boiling pot for cultures, races, and religion. And it was even considered as a place for pilgrimage for tourist worshipper. And if you look at and study on about this place, this place is a center of culture. Everybody would come to there with different backgrounds. The same time, a center for religious worship. A lot of um, religions is happening there. See. Paul even warned Timothy with the ever-increasing godlessness that will happen, and the rampart of false teachers and heresy that in their midst. Because of all these things happening, the church is being bombarded with so much things, so much influences. So Paul highlights things that he will face. And he said here in the few verses that we have read, a uh, few verses before that verse that we have read, in second timothy verse 3 it says it is what will happen but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lover of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive uh, disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving god treacherous reckless Swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. And having this appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. When you look at this, Paul is describing to Timothy, you know what? This is what will happen. Now, sometime when we look at the last days, we will always look at it, when we see last days, we will look at it as prophetic statement or a special message concerning about a future. But what Paul really emphasizing here is this. He was just reiterating and saying what, will this, what is expected to happen. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. He said, in the last day, this will happen. And you will experience it. And when Paul wrote this to Timothy, he was not referring to a future event far, far ahead. He was saying that while you are the leader, while you are the pastor of the church, this is what you will experience. You experience all these things these times of difficulty but the question is this who is are these people that paul was referring you know it is given that the world apart from god people those apart from god will act and live in this manner in sinful ways and we can read it in the book book of romans therefore what paul was referring to specifically in this context are the people inside the church he said in the last day those people will do this that's why in verse 5 it says having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, godly, pero wala namang power. there's no change there's nothing in them They're still doing this. In Titus chapter 1, verse 16a, it says, They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. Wow. It's a warning for all of us. You know, the example of Paul that he gave was quite intensive. And I believe the root cause of these sinful acts boils down to one thing. It boils down to a misguided love. It boils down to misguided love. Look how he started this statement. For people will be lovers of self. And then he began to describe what kind of love they will have. And then he concludes with this lovers of pleasures, rather lovers of God. When our love for self Is greater than our love for God we begin to put ourselves first than the things of God I is greater than God and when we do that when we love ourselves first more than God we begin to live a life that will spiral down causing to respond in things that displeases God therefore there are times that we must come to the Lord and said in time to reflect Lord check my heart am i living for you or i'm living for myself if my is it my heart misguided do i put you first or i put myself first you know for us to stay the course the first important thing we need to do is this we need to observe our lives we need to take time to observe how we becoming what we are becoming we need to observe who are we imitating you know after describing paul after writing and describing the godlessness of people he transitioned by recognizing the path that timothy took as a disciple of paul and we read it in verse 10 he said you however followed my teaching sabi niya you however means pero ikaw sumunod ka dun sa mga godlessness sa mga na baga, you ikaw sumunod ka sa aking teaching and read it here and Paul did not stop there he said you even you not just followed my teaching you also followed my conduct my aim in life my faith my patience my love my steadfastness my persecution my suffering you have followed me what it means is this Timothy was imitating Paul to the very details of his life and Paul knew that it is, he, it is not him, the original pattern to follow, because Paul knew that he himself is just a follower. He is just following the true master. That's why in First Corinthians chapter 11, verse one, he said, "Be imitators of me as I imitate Christ." Therefore, as Timothy followed Paul, the person he was really following is Christ himself. You know, what struck me in this verse is this. It's not how much Timothy knew about Paul's teaching, but how much he followed every details, every aspect of his life. And this one would remind us, you know, following Christ is more than just the thinking part or reasoning part or remembering part. But all, what really matters is this, is that our pattern of life is becoming more and more like him. You know, it's easy to quote verses. It's easy to post spiritual things in our Facebook wall. And I'm not saying it's that. It's easy to explain biblical doctrines and concepts. It just takes time. It takes time to study. You will be able to explain. It's easy to defend our belief and even win an argument to those who, who don't agree with our belief. You know, for me, it's easy for me to think that I'm more spiritual than the rest because I'm going to Bible school. But all this thing is just thinking part. But it's another thing to submit our life and follow our master. Therefore, we need to observe ourselves. Are we becoming more like Christ? Or are becoming more like the world. And you know what, brother and sister, one evidence that we are becoming more like Christ is this. We begin to experience friction. In verse 12, he says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life, a godly life, in Christ Jesus, will be persecuted. Persecution, Persecution comes in many forms. You know, when desire to live a life that's patterned according to life of Christ, we begin to think and behave differently. People online would react when things, certain issues would arise. But we will respond like how Christ would respond. We begin to have a different appetite and pursuit. Previously, you are not watching this kind of show. Now, because God is changing you, You're no longer watching that kind of shows that displeases God. You begin to go against the flow of the world. Brothers and sisters, we need to come and observe our life. Lord, I want to stay at the course. Continue on. I want to finish the race. But remind me, Lord, teach me. Tell me if my heart has been misguided. Reveal to me if any errors of my life that displeases you. Brother and sister, we need to observe our life to reflect whether we're becoming more like Christ or more like the world. Secondly, we need to discern our life influences, things that would influence our life. We must understand that no man exists by his own one way or another we are influenced by the culture we are living in in the people that's around us we are influenced by the thing that we read that that we we would listen to and if you read in the following verses paul is giving timothy an instruction to continue on what we had learned that's why in verse 13 and 15 it says here why evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived Paul said, but as for you, ikaw, continue, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. Continue on what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it. And how from childhood have you been acquainted with the sacred writing, which are able to make you wise for salvation, to faith in Christ Jesus in this text, you see, Paul is describing two groups of people that have influenced Timothy and at the same time can influence the young minister. The first group is the imposter, the, those guys who are going to bad towards deceiving and being deceived. And the second group are those who have influenced him in the growth of Christ. The question is, this, who are these people that have influenced him? In the earlier chapter, you see who are these people. Chapter 1, verse 5, reminded you of sincere faith, a faith that you dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, in your mother, Eunice, and now I, I'm sure, dwells in you as well. See, people have influenced Timothy. He started with his grandmother, and then this mother, and then Paul. And what Paul's directed to Timothy was this to remain and not depart from the things that he have learned from these people because there's a danger if he does not continue if he did not remain he he can begin to entertain other things that can easily deceive him and it applies to us today the scripture telling us to remain what we have learned, what, have, what, what, what we have been taught, what, what have helped us to grow in the knowledge of God, who have made us wise in discerning. You know, very interesting, an imposter will approach us with tempting offer. An imposter will come with attractive and persuasive words. An imposter will come with a sense of realness and authenticity. An imposter will come with many faces in many forms. Kaya nga tawag imposter, mandaraya. Fake. You know, one time I was in the office and suddenly somebody called me in the telephone. Sabi ng ta- telephone do eh, Hello, sir. Your, tel- your bank account has been hacked. Can you give me your details? Nako at first I was shocked I thought I was my account was hacked pero the more I listened to him nakalagay pa nga doon sa telephone number niya bank of DBS the more I listened I started to panic I started to panic bakit may naghack ba talaga your credit card has been taken I said nako wala pa naman laman ng credit card ko and I was I was panicking those moment and good thing is that ah but why bakit why that? The same time, ponder and ask him a question. Why like that? Like that? You know, an impostor will suddenly come to you. Probably press you. Or probably come to you in enticement. And if we are not watchful, and if, we, if not, if we are not continuing the things that have in place in us, in the truth that, that we have received, you know what happened? Therefore, we need to watch out. We need to watch out who are we hanging with. We need to watch out what we are reading and what we have been feeding and watching online. We need to watch out what we have been listening. Brothers and sisters, in times like this, we need to be careful. We need to, for us to stay the course, we need to remain and continue on that faith and going deeper in God's word, the things that we have learned, and when we have that, we begin to have discernment. And when we have that discernment, we will know what things that we should reject and not. There are things that would, that's good, and let it allow uh, influence us. But there are things that you know that's not right, not godly, then cut it off. I mentioned earlier that we were studying about how religious our churches have been impacted with with social media and internet, and they said that today there is a statement whereby truth is what, truth is based on popularity. And they term it in this way, it says a consensus-based interpretative authority. It means that what is popular, what is accepted by everyone, then that is the authority or the truth. But you know, in reality, popularity is not equal to truth. We need to discern this thing, kapatid. Because if not, it will influence our life. It will influence the life of the people that we are leading. The life of our family and our children. You know what Paul said in the first letter? That he sent to Timothy, he said, This keep watch, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearer. Keep watch, continue on the things that's true, that's godly, and reject and discern things, reject things that's not from God. You know, Last few weeks ago, when Brother Ali was invited to, to share in our online prayer gathering, I was glad and, and I was pleased with what he said, and I was touched. Because as a father that was working of OFW and far away from his children, he said two things that struck me. He wanted to be an intentional father that will guide them, and at the same time, a good influence to his children. You know, we are being influenced. Our children are being influenced today. Each one of us has a sphere of influence that can influence our life. And we have to be careful. And we need to know how we should live, what are the things that are influencing us so that we can influence our children rightfully. Remember, brother and sister, for us to take the course, firstly, observe our life. Second, discern the things that influences us. Lastly, for us to stay the course, we need to abide in God's word. You know, I suggest the next verse for us to memorize after John three sixteen is Second Timothy three sixteen, and it says here, all Scripture is bred out by God. Profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Two words were used to describe God's word here. And that's breathed out by God and profitable. When, he's, when, when Paul said breathed out by God, what it means that God's word is inspired by God. That it is, has a divine origin. That God is the source and the ultimate author of the scripture. That God would use people, but the real author is God. And then he tell them, and then they begin to write, but the real source and author of the scripture is God. Therefore, when we understand that the scripture comes from God, then the result is this, we have a high view and reverence of the scripture. And when we have that, you know what happened? Our attitude will change. Scriptures speak, God speaks. attitude natin. You know, the root cause of those who begin to drift away from truth and live in sin is because they have lost the reverence towards God and they lost the reverence towards God's word. You know, our relationship with God is seen in how we respond to God's word. It can be seen. i give you an example. How do you respond to your employer? If you respect him, when he asks you to do something, you will respond because you respect who he is and you have that relationship with him and then you respond. How do you respond to your wife? If you love your wife, you respond with respect and certain. you respond properly. The same thing. Our relationship with God is seen in how we respond to god's word and i pray that we will capture that high view of who god is in our life that reverence and then will in turn will reflect in our view of god's word and when we have that it when we begin to have a high view of god's word we will embrace god's word with all our heart and then it become profitable the scripture says that God's word is for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And here are a few descriptions of it, it. For teaching is being taught doctrine and, and, and concept and ideas. For rebu- uh, reproof means to rebuke. If something is wrong, then rebuke. God's word is used to rebuke. At the same time god's word is to help restore to the original state this restoration and god's word will help us to continue on to increase in virtues in the ways of righteousness you know i like what how wyron Whitsby said as he made distinction in this war he says here for teaching what is right for reproof god's word will tell us what is not right for correction, God's word tells us how to get right. And for training in righteousness, God's word is to help us to know how to stay right. Very very clear, as I look at it. You know, in Tagalog, it says, Ano ang tama? Ano ang hindi tama? Paano maging tama? Yung last one, hindi ko alam. Kaya mamaya tanong ko kay Dandan. Paano maging matuit at direderet yung tama? You know, God's Word is like that. God's Word deals with our faith and belief, but at the same time deals with our practices and our behavior. God's, deals, God's Word deals with every aspect of our life. Therefore, we need to abide in God's Word. A. W. Thoser said, We must allow the Word of God to correct us the same, wa- the same way we allow it to encourage us. We shouldn't take God's word as if it's just a buffet. Select lang ang gusto natin. Some people go to the to buffet to eat beef. Kaya may gout ng iba. Some will go to buffet, eat certain food. Pag sa Japanese, salmon. We select. And God's word is not that way, that if we just do, ito lang, lang kakaini natin. No. We have it to eat and embrace all because it will profit us. You know the result? When we open our heart to God's word, when God's word teach, reproof, correct us, and train us in righteousness, it will make us complete, the Bible says, and equip. Complete in our belief in our behavior and at the same time it will help us to minister to others as a summary for us to endure and stay the course we need to observe our life we need to come to and look at the scripture and ask ourselves Lord am I becoming more like you or am I becoming more like the world? Am I loving you more? Or am I loving myself more of the pleasure of the world? We need to observe ourselves. For us to stay the course, we also need to discern our influences, the things that would go to our minds in our heart, the people around us. Are the people leading us closer to God? Or are there these people leading us the highway where it displeases God. Are the thing that we watch pleases the Lord? Are the thing that we watch help us grow in the knowledge of God? For us to stay the course, we need to abide in God's Word. We need to have a high view of God's Word that it comes from God. And we need to open our heart for teaching, for reproof, for correcting for training in righteousness you know to conclude when paul was writing second timothy he was writing it as his final goodbye it was a message as a letter of a dying man and you continue on with the verses you see how he wrote in second timothy chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 he said I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul stayed in the course until the end and the message still applies to us today to stay the course. God is calling us, reminding us today. No matter what you're going through. It might be hardship in life. It might be trials in life. Or you may be facing temptation or living in sin. God is calling us to come back and stay at the course. You might have fallen short. And you're telling God, Lord, I'm not worthy anymore. God is telling you today, Brother Jesus is telling you to come back to him. And he will help you stand up. That's not by mind, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. The Spirit will help us to stay the course. May we remember to observe our life. Take time this week. Take time, say, Lord, help me. Reveal to me my condition. Take time to discern things that's influencing you. And take time to abide in God's Word. Brothers and sisters stay in the course let us pray lord we have read second timothy full of instruction and reminder it's so practical oh lord at times lord we fail in the practical aspect many of us may know a lot of verses and scriptures but this does not reflect in our lives but I pray, Lord, that you take, help us to, to just pause and to take time for us to observe areas of our life, Lord. Reveal to us if we are becoming more like you or we're becoming more like the world. At the same time, Lord, give us discernment. May we continue on what we have been taught and learned so that we will have discernment And reject things, Lord, that would cause us to drift away from you. But embrace, Lord, those truth, things that are pleasing to you. At the same time, Lord, forgive us, O God, that at times we don't have a high view or reverence of who you are. That's why we treat your word, Lord, with no reverence, but restore in us so that we will look at your word with reverence and respect. Remind us that your word is to teach us, to rebuke us, any errors that would displease you. Your word, Lord, will help us to stand up because it's the, your word will correct us. At the same time, your word will help us to continue in our growth in righteousness. Salamat panginoon. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. This is my desire. To honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All that is within me, I'll give you praise. All that I adore in you. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. That's our desire, Lord, is to please you, to honor you. Even this time of COVID, we are struggling. Some of us are going to tough times. All the more, Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. We submit our lives to you. And work in us. Work in our lives, Lord. And may your word, Lord, may our hearts be open each day. For your word, Lord, to teach us. To rebuke us. To correct us. And to train us in righteousness. Salamat panginoon. Lord, as we face this brand new week, may your word always be our source of strength. May your presence, Lord, that will help us to endure. Salamat panginoon. Let's just receive the benediction. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits in throne as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. We thank you, O God, as we face this brand new week. Remind us, Lord, to stay in the course. We give you glory, we give you honor. And we want to say that we love you because you first love us. Not just we love you with our lips. May we love you with all our lives. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us in our Sunday worship service. We would like again to invite you next week. We will post you also what are the things that will be happening, especially in this phase two and, and when we'll be coming back here to have our services, do pray with us to have wisdom on how we can manage all these things. But at the same time, we also would like to invite you in our Wednesday online prayer. And we just want to say as a church, we miss every one of you. And may we always remember to love God and to love His people. God bless everyone. See you soon.